Hey, it's Holly Butcher here, and this is the start of the James Lily White podcast. That was terrible. You're hooked to the number one source for new music, Livewire. Livewire. And that was Muse with Liquid State, sung by Chris Wolfenstolfendolfendolf. Did you enjoy that one, Sambino? Uh, yeah, it was okay. I'm sitting here with Charles Sambino. Charles Sambino, tell me one word to describe your day so far. Tired. Tired. Tiring? Would that be... No, it's not been particularly tiring yet. You were just tired. I am tired. How come you're tired? Don't know. Stress I slept quite a lot. Life. So I don't know. You're Maybe talking, I overslept. You're talking to me about um, graduate jobs. Explain to me what you're looking for in a graduate job in a haiku. Uh, <laughs> I will if you give me a chance to plan it because I'm not okay, great. Sure. I'm not a freestyle haiku. What five, is it? Five seven five. Five seven five. Yeah. Okay. So that's coming up as well. Sam Peaker's graduate job haikus, which might just be a regular feature. Um, New feature, which I think we're going to do every week, is called Cat News, where I find the, the best news of cats from around the world. We've got two, a bumper, brand new feature of Cat News. Uh, we've got an amazing YouTube video, which Charlie Sambino found, and it's just... We can't really play it. Cause it's not about cats. It's not about cats, it's about something else. Oh, okay, I was thinking... I, sorry, when I, I sometimes forget to put commas in when I'm speaking, like Cat News, bumper edition, comma. Also, YouTube video. This is about dogs. Whoa! I was worried, and I was like... Oh, yeah. cats. <laughs> this is about dogs because um, you know we <laughs> we're an equal opportunity show. You know <laughs> we like to spread out between everyone. Everyone's welcome on the James Lillywhite show. But this is the weird video. Uh, it's very very strange, um, and but we'll discuss that later on as well. We've got random Wikipedia ask for the week, which this week, it's, as is always, my favourite ones takes uh, form in the a form in a quiz. That's a sentence, isn't it? it yes. Takes form as a quiz. Uh, we've got a uh, recent memory lane, which is a blooming good one this week, and there was some competition as well. And this one won, uh, and we've got all sorts of lovely music and things like that coming up. So, sorry to break a little bit from tradition from all you James Lily White fans out there. We started with a Muse song just because Mum Lily White requested it, and you know what the Mum Lily White requests is what she gets—a racist Italian accent, though. <laughs> Sam, you do a racist Italian accent. I'm okay, thanks. I don't like being racist. Oh, go on. Oh. Oh, Rio Ferdinand. Oh, hard hitting. Paranormal. Parent. Para what? Don't know. Paranormal. I'm tired. Paranormal <laughs> so is a tired. film. It is. But to officially get us off and running, so we can start talking about cats and dogs. Here is Nizloppy with the JCB song. Hi, this is Ambassador of America, and you're listening to James Lily. This is Live Wire. Live Wire. And that was Nizloppy with the JCB song. Every time it's played, Sam Baker, I just like it even more, I think. We also talk about this every week, but I won't talk about it very much longer, but it is just, it's just lovely. Anyway, bang, boom, 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 first cat news of the week. Police have been forced to step in to break up a full-scale cat fight on Downing Street. Boom, boom, boom. Cats. Larry, the Prime Minister's chief mouser, and Freya, who lives next door with Chancellor George Oswald and clashed outside number 10. The pair had to be separated and retreated, splitting, and retreated, splitting to their respective political fiefdoms, reports the Daily Telegraph. First of all, why is this Daily Telegraph reporting that? This is, you know, it's an allegory for what's happening in Downing Street. <laughs> right, well, played out by cats. By the way, this isn't satire. <laughs> this actually is a thing that happened. Um, Let me see the picture of the cats. So they look vicious. Yeah, they have a good go in each other. Oh my god, wow. Yeah, if you can't see it, it's two cats actually having a fight. It's not no more cause for her to fly between the feline residents of number 10 and number 11 Downing Street. Oh, it's the violence. The police were brought in. <laughs> to, I don't understand. The, the, 
Really? The police came and separated. Well, yeah, but there are police there constantly, aren't they, with guns and stuff? Yeah. But what cat wouldn't should respond to have a gun pointing? No, 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 but like, come on, kitty. We <laughs> could try. We could try. Larry was appointed to the post of chief mouse of the cabinet office nearly two years ago, being adopted from Battersea Dogs and Cats Home. Mm. Meanwhile, Freya was reunited with the Osborne family over the summer after going missing in their former Notting Hill home three years ago. Wow, well, Freddie Bordeaux. No, I would say that she, uh, she's she been like indoctrinated by yeah. <laughs> a terrorist organisation. Exactly, yeah. Conveniently <laughs> turns up. And also, why do we need a mouser in, like, a chief mouser in our houses, like, where our like, country's leader lives? <laughs> I know, surely so that's kind of saying, we're not good enough to get rid of mouses by <laughs> ourselves. Mouses? I, I, really, I really enjoy... He's the chief mouser as well, as if he's like the boss other of other mousers. <laughs> like, oh, that cat, yeah, he's, he's my boss. But then this is my favourite part about the whole story, and there's a lot of things I like about this. Asked about the apparently frosty relationship between Larry and Freya, a number 10 spokesman said, they coexist. <laughs> <laughs> right, two things. Uh, what, what intern or like work experience in, uh, spokesperson had to go and speak to the press about this? Excuse me, excuse me, we need to talk about the cat fight. Oh. It's memorable. I guess so. If you were if you were an interview like a few years time and you like, I, I did some internship as a press secretary for Downing Street and they were like, oh, what did you comment on? And I was like, I was the one who broke the story to the press about <laughs> fighting cats. Yeah. They'd be like, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I leaked it. I leaked Give it you the job, yeah. <laughs> but the other thing is that they apparently according to this, she just said they coexist. <laughs> it's a good word. It's good. It's like wow, this, this is epic. This cat's uh, fight scare has gone up. Maybe he's like a chief mouse and also like a drug baron, catnip yeah. baron. And the fight was over, like, turf. Yeah. A turf war between the other turf other cats. Good. So, over the course of the show, I'm going to challenge you, Sam Baker, and I'm going to challenge myself, James Lillywhite, to try and come up with as many cat-based fighting on political thing puns as possible. And I predict we'll come up with none. I, I already know one. Go on, then, go for it. Wait, I don't know. Who did Chairman Mao not like? I don't know. You're the modern historian, tell me. Chairman Mao didn't like... Amer- Capitalism. America? America. Uncle Sam... Uncle Sam. Yeah, Chairman, Chairman Meow. Chairman Meow. Versus which is what my cat's name's going to be when I get a cat. Versus Uncle. Nah, that doesn't work. No. Okay, um. Uh, here's American. Uh, You're the modern historian, my friend, I'm not. Ronald Ray Cat. Nah. <laughs> Ronald Reagan. Nah, that's nah, bad. That's not. Jimmy Cat Cut. No, nah, that's a good one. That's getting there. Jimmy Catter. Uh, every knowledge. No, every piece of knowledge I had about. Former American presidents <laughs> just left my head. Gerald Nixon. What's the type of cat? Feline. Feline. We could use that. Um. Nah. Whiskers. That's my cat's name. Chevy Meow versus President Whiskers. <laughs> Worst joke of all time. <laughs> Coming up next, more cat news. But first, we'll start off with a song by Splash called "All I Wanna Do." Enjoy. <laughs> That was Splash with All I Want to Do, and now come and join Sambo and I in the studio is the one, the only Elliot J. Fellows. Ah! Give us a whoop whoop, Sam. Whoop whoop. Give us a doop doop. No. Oh, ruined it. Elliot, you'll join in. Give us a doop doop. Ah! Yeah, that's the one. Elliot, give us one word to describe yourself today. Ah! <laughs> That describes you all the time. And this is what with a book called How to Be Funny Even If You're Not. <laughs> really offended because my dissertation supervisor told me to buy it. <laughs> it's even weirder because he's doing history. <laughs> <laughs> he's not really. 
You're very funny, Elliot. I'm sure he doesn't know you, really. I'm tired. <laughs> He's what? Everyone's tired. My word is tired. <laughs> That's what Sam's word was. Whoop, 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 tired. Read, us, read me out how to be funny. But that is holding it upside down, Ruben. And that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that's how to be funny. Have you noticed how in certain situation comedies, Dad or Mom or Chip or Sally will say, We're okay now, everything's going to be fine, as long as that doorbell doesn't ring. Or words to that effect. Whereupon, with the relentless certainty of a lone shark circling his prey, the doorbell proceeds to ring. Oh no! That's the doorbell effect. Uh oh! <laughs> the doorbell's <laughs> What's have, gonna happen to Chip, Sally, Mum, and Dad now? I have literally never seen a comedy <laughs> where someone has gone, oh, we're gonna be fine as long as that doorbell doesn't ring. Ding dong! The like, best doorbell what effect. The threat <laughs> is the direct thing of the doorbell ringing ever. The best doorbell had. effect would be about the apocalypse. <laughs> like, we're all fine now as long as the world doesn't <laughs> end! <laughs> <laughs> Ding dong! I think that the doorbell effect would be the sound the world makes when it's destroyed. It's not that specific, <laughs> though, is it? It's not no. like. <laughs> Can I say that was a random page that we just opened up in that book like one second ago? Yeah. <laughs> so this book is going to teach you how to be funny. That's <laughs> what I need. That's what I need. Maybe you need to have like read that other page first time beforehand. Maybe he yeah. makes like loads of references to the doorbell effect. <laughs> yeah. No, I know that doorbell effect I've been talking about for two hundred pages. <laughs> <laughs> I'll finally explain it now. <laughs> Sam Baker's written us a haiku about graduate job schemes. Yeah. Go for it. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. It's not very good. You said, write one about graduate job schemes and something, what they are. And yeah. I said, I don't really know. Logistics or purchasing just may be for me. Ah, oh, well done. That's a haiku there. <laughs> the return of haikus there on the James Little show. Nice clap from Elliot there. So... That was that. We're going to play a song for you now. Actually, you might play two songs for you now. Because, you know, I like to play music every now and then. We'll start off with Mumford and Sons' I Will Wait, and then we'll move quickly on to Rihanna with Diamonds. It is 12.25, and you're listening to The James Lee White Show. Fresh. Fresh new music. Dropping daily on Livewire. Livewire. Hello, and that was Shine Bright Like a Diamond, Diamonds by Rihanna, and it was also I Will Wait by Mumford and Sons. Both very nice songs indeed. Okay, and we're going to move on to the next in our new feature, Cat News. This is one of my favourite stories ever, I think. <laughs> so, July this year was my birthday. It was also Sam's birthday. Happy birthday for July, Sam. Happy birthday to July, Jane. Thank you. But also in July this year, it marks 15 years of someone being mayor in a town in Alaska called Talakita. However, that mayor was a cat. Ooh. His name is Stubbs, Mayor Stubbs, and he's been mayor for 15 years... <laughs> Of Talakita <laughs> in Alaska. Isn't that just the nicest story in the world? Say mayor again. Mayor. <laughs> Say. Oh, it's nice to producers <laughs> that undermine me every. <laughs> what that word said wrong yesterday? Aragon. Say Aragon. No. Aragon. <laughs> but anyway, this cat's got 6,000 subscribers story? on Facebook. I added him as a friend the other day. <laughs> and uh, so he's got more friends than any of us on Facebook. And apparently, he's got a ridiculously high approval rating over the last 15 years. Who owns it's, it's just a general cat. It, it's owned by someone who owns uh, it's either a general store or like a bar in the town and as a joke they put him in as a writing candidate on the uh, ballot form when he was born as a kitten and then loads of people vote for him. Laurie Steck, manager of Nagley's General Store. There you go. So loads of people must have known about him before. R- writing is in independently going in and writing in the cat and then... Yeah, so Laurie Steck just... Uh, like so on American. 
it. No one ballot. They've all gone, oh, this would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, no, it was like a, a general thing. Apparently, they get loads and loads of people um, to go there, like, tourism-wise. About 30 or 40 people a day to go and see a cat. Huh. And ask how it's going. Amazing, yeah. And um, I've got some quotes they said about him. Apparently, he's honest, which is nice. And I've never seen a dog mess with him, so he managed to stand up to them pesky dogs. More dog news later. Um, this is just really nice. <laughs> Jack and they all were like, we'll all be okay, as long as the cat doesn't get elected. Uh-oh! It's <coughs> the doorbell effect, according to John Vorhaus. There's other things like that. My politics teacher always used to tell us that there was a, uh, a monkey elected as mayor in or mayor in um, somewhere in South America. Mm. And also uh, somewhere in... I think it was like Birmingham or Burnley, somewhere around there, um, up north. Like Birmingham is not that much north. <laughs> for me. But um, they elected a football mascot as as mayor of their city. Wow! Did they like remain dressed as the yeah, football mascot. They elected wow. the football mascot. <laughs> well, it's so good. People obviously just don't care. <laughs> yeah, but like, a cat could probably do a better job than other mayors. But it doesn't make any. Yeah, wait. Obviously, I would elect a cat if there was a cat name sort of thing because it would be really funny. It's like, what's the first thing on the agenda? Politics matters, James. <coughs> yeah, but even more when there's a cat there. It's totally there. But then mayors aren't really involved in politics. Don't friend, don't vote for your friends because they say you should. Vote for the candidate you think is good. Oh, wow. Strong strong message from Elliot Fowler, is Because <laughs> he got elected to two things last year. We've learned that some people come back with some dog news now to mix it up a little bit. But this is totally enormous extinct dinosaurs with your love. <laughs> Fresh new music. Dropping daily on Livewire. Livewire. That was Teed with your love. Saw him a couple of weeks back there over so good. Now Sam Baker is here with the latest horoscope update from that magazine. They're um out of date. Oh. And they all make a point of the 18th. Okay. So I'm just gonna actually no, yours makes a point of today. Oh wow. Okay. Mine and Elliot's I'm just gonna change to the 28th. Amazing. Okay, so Elliot, Sagittarius. Good times will find you on the 28th. The weekend looks like it will be a success, too, especially if you network with those in a position to help you. After this, you may wish to spurn the limelight, but home life will be blissful. And get ready, because an attraction surprises you. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Everything's and then... Um, okay, but as long as an attraction doesn't surprise you... So that was meant Uh-oh. to be the 18th, it was really good. It's day. the 28th. No, but it was meant to be... James is, um... You're a cancer, yeah? Yeah. Um, a boss throws an eye-opening surprise into the mix, which turns out very well for you. Ooh, There's not only work success in the agenda, but romance, too. Oh. A wonderful new phase of love opportunity starts on the 23rd, which is today. Oh, oh. Enjoy. Elliot, and then get Elliot ready. Fellows is my boss and love interest. <laughs> get ready, because that message is so sincere. That's oh, what wow, you'll get ready with. Well, I'm being having a hug in now. This is an opportunity at work. This is kind of work. <laughs> Oh, nice kiss on my sweaty forehead. Thanks, mate. <laughs> do you guys both Sagittarius? No, I'm going to go. Go on, then. You do your own. Do yours. A lightning bolt of attraction may stop you in your tracks on the 18th or the 28th. It's a magnetism that's hard to ignore. After the weekend, life may seem a bit tame, but in fact, there's loads of good news for cash and home dreams. And that's, oh. and that's for the 18th and as well. So, couldn't it be that my weird attraction is actually for you? Definitely. So, I'm playing you both same time. And then oh, wow. get ready because apparently for me, sparks fly with an electrician. Oh, uh oh, fun stuff happening in Sam's life. Uh, a pun. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're going to move on to random Wikipedia article of the week now. This is the feature where I press random Wikipedia and we have to talk about whatever comes up. That's so weird. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> specific. 
This week he is <laughs> this week's Wikipedia article is a northern spotted owl. Ooh. So this has spawned brand new true or false quiz. He's having an owler. Sam Baker and LJ Fowles will go up against each other. So are you guys ready? Yeah. Do some owl quizzing, Sam Baker. Yeah. I just saw something else really funny in the horoscope. But owl quizzes. Owl quizzes. Okay. Northern spotted owl. How familiar are you with these things? Very familiar. Very. Very? I am one. You are one. Okay. Okay. The northern spotted owl has a wingspan on average of 40 inches. True or false? False. True. It's false. So the Ephalus has won the love. Their wingspan is 42 inches. Idiot. My one's a baby. (laughs) The northern spotted owl is part of the Strygate family. False. True. False. Sabek is very true. Oh. Oh. One all. Third question. Typically, they breed when they're three. Who do? Northern spotted owls. It's like making me false. <laughs> uh, true, because they are the sexiest of birds. <laughs> Elliot Fowler's is right with the sexy birds. Another three-year-old bird. <laughs> Fourth question. They hate wood rats and flying squirrels. False. True. F- tri- tri- Sam Baker. It's too old, it's gone to the wire. And he's having an owler. But... Is that good or bad? What? Having an owler. That's just a quick pun that I thought. (laughs) It's not my horoscope. The last question is... Owls are around only in federal US lands. What? Only in US federal lands are owls there. What about the owls which exist like here? Oh, okay, they just meant all owls in general. I was just like... True or false? Those uh, owls? Yeah. False. False. No, you it's can't. true. It's true, so it ends a two-all draw. Wait, what was that one? Uh, you said northern there's no... Northern spotted owls are only there in federal US states. Are you sure why there's no northern spotted northern? owls why in... Why are they called northern, then? Are you sure there's no northern spotted owls in a zoo outside of America? This is what it said on the Wikipedia page. <laughs> so why are they called northern if they're not specified to just being in North Lake? And what reference does North that America? have? America. I don't know, did I? Right, did they like do a, like, an investigation into where they will live? Ended to all the quiz. And I'm going to flip a coin and decide who wins. Drake has a brooding intensity which makes him a magnet for the opposite sex. <laughs> and three-year-old birds. <laughs> Heads is sound, tails is Elliot flipping a coin. Head, tails wins. It's Elliot. Well done. I think it was a heads and he just doesn't like me. That he went head, tails. tails. I'm his love interest now. That's <laughs> all mine. yours. I'm off to find my electrician. I love our dirty little three-way relationship. <laughs> so, Elliot, are you happy that you've won? He's having an hour. Yeah. Are you, is it the proudest moment of your life wide career? Yeah. Uh, what, Probably is. Summarise it in two sentences about how happy you are about it. Um, I'm so happy that I could marry everything in this room, Aww. but not the people. Oh, okay. That's nice. Legally. <laughs> Elliot Get on that, American government. <laughs> whoop, whoop. That okay. Could be political. Political show. And now it's time for Ambassadors of Morocco's Wikipedia. Sam Baker starts off with a Wikipedia. Livewire. This is Livewire. Livewire. That was Ambassadors of with, of course, Wikipedia. Right. This is the comic toolbox. How to be funny, even if you're not. Something this show desperately needs. By John Vorhouse. Cheers, John Vorhouse. Right, so we're going to write a sitcom, and Elliot J is going to be the main character. 
So you're the hero of this sitcom, Ellie. Are you happy about this? Yeah, I am. This is from the chapter The Comic Through Line, which is defined <laughs> by a couple of three <laughs> So the first question is, who is the hero? Well, Elliot. Every story is about someone, Elliot. It can be several someones, as in a big chill, or about someone who becomes something, as in metamorphosis. I think our sitcom's going to be quite close to metamorphosis. Metamorphosis is a comedy. Why are you doing that? It's weird. First order of business, then, is to select your hero. At this point, don't take hero to mean someone sort of larger than life adventure like Conan or Roseanne. Partial Roseanne. Roseanne? What? Yeah, this is a weird book. <laughs> what? She's not larger than life, is she? I don't know. In the point of her, she's just normal human. She's not. Are they just saying that she's fat? I think so. She's not as large as life as, like, Conan. <laughs> like, Conan's like a barbaric warrior from ages ago. Is that what they mean? I don't know. Smaller than life adventurers, like Yusari in <laughs> Catch 22 and Woody Allen, make excellent heroes too. What <laughs> hell weird <laughs> comparisons they're making! <laughs> by, by hero, we simply mean the protagonist, the main character, the star of the literal or figurative show. <sighs> Film heroes include Sylvester Stallone and Rocky. Scarlet O'Hara in Gone with the Wind, Luke Skywalker in Star Wars, Dorothy in Wizard of Oz, or E.T. in E.T. Or the courageous Japanese journalist who fought Godzilla to draw. I'd question E.T. I'd say Elliot's the hero of E.T. Yeah, definitely. Okay, television sitcom heroes, here we go, include Archie Bunker, Rob Petrie, Gilligan, Seinfeld, and poor long-suffering Oliver Douglas. Interestingly, each of us is the hero in his own. <laughs> each of us is the hero. Each of us is the hero in his or her own adventure. You're the hero of your story. Ah, oh, <laughs> that horrible. Right, so you're the hero. Now, what does the hero want? Once we identify the hero, I'll tell Ellie you what he wants. So, Ellie, what do you want? Let's say you want to go to bed because you're tired. I want to go to bed because I'm so tired. Okay, that's fine. That's good. <laughs> wow, okay. You know how this book makes weird references? Uh, yeah. Get ready for another one. In the New Testament, Jesus <laughs> is to help the poor, but his enemy is to know God. That's not, a, that's not a sitcom. What is this? This is weird. Why did he buy this book? I love cocoa. Okay, the door opens. Now that we've established our hero's strong outer need and inner need, oh, oh, your outer need is to go to bed. What's your inner need? What do you want? Like, to, to not die alone. To not be tired. To not, fight, to not die alone. <laughs> now that we've established our str- hero's strong outer need to go to bed and inner need not to die alone, we need to kick his story into gear. What we want is to thrust him to new and some challenging world, a place away from home, literally or figuratively, where he gets a chance to go for the one thing he needs. So what you got to do today? you got to do union things, haven't you? I have to do some union stuff and oh, do, some, do some dissertation work. Stuff. Yeah. What, what union union show, do? Wednesday at five. Yeah. Hmm? What union stuff do you have to do? Um, goating, which goating. means going out and talking to okay. students. So the sitcom could be called Goating, and you're a tired, lonely man. Yeah. <laughs> He doesn't want to die alone. That's why he's lonely. He's not lonely, you've got loads of friends. But in the sitcom you are. Yeah. An exaggerated version of yourself. And you have to go <laughs> ghosting every single day if you're just tired all the time. Okay. So that's the door opens. So this is kind of a fish out of water tale. Let's find some more obscure references. Have you ever seen <laughs> Pirates and Adventure with Scientists? No. Um, there's a really... Well, I was watching it with uh, my mate Joe and there's a really funny scene where he just decided he was me because he was talking he was, doing, he was writing down some science stuff and then he wrote in his diary <laughs> I'm so sad I'm never going to get a girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> and then we just looked at each other and I was like oh okay <laughs> nice <laughs> okay the hero takes control having found this beautiful beckoning door the hero strides boldly through ready for any adventure or tentatively through full trepidation 
Just yeah. try boldly or tentatively? Uh, tentatively. Okay, so you're tentatively going about goating. Wherever his thoughts are going in, he immediately starts to take over his new and challenging world. Like Tootsie, or, or Star Wars. In Star Wars, Luke takes control by going off to join a rebel alliance. Hmm, not sure about that. There's <laughs> 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 of being a Jedi Knight. Oh, make him think he's learned it all. He knows no such thing as the Force, and he, what? he knows such thing as the Force. He knows it's alive in his life, he doesn't really know how to use it. <laughs> One sentence can say that here he takes control, when Luke's going to find the princess and get introduced to the Force. So you take control of the situation by going goating. Okay. Yeah? okay. What situation? The tired situation. No, of I think the door. You need to take control of the door, and the door is goating. I think that's. So I have to control goating by going goating. Yeah. Which is still tautologist because you're, you're, take re- going you're reluctant to go goating because you are tired. Okay. Right. Ready for another biblical reference? Yeah, right. <laughs> In the Gospels, Jesus is strong out need is to help the poor. Door opens when he starts his ministry, and the hero takes control, performing miracles, acquiring followers, and helping the poor. He hasn't yet addressed his inner need, which is to find peace with God, so his story is not done. It's essentially, like, the, the, the sick was about you reluctantly goating. <laughs> wow. A monkey wrench is thrown. <laughs> <laughs> I once taught. Okay, this isn't me. This is this is Mr. Fourhouse. I once taught screenwriting as a second language to students from Egypt, Spain, and Bulgaria. What? <laughs> okay. Well. Am I just really tired, or does none of this make none sense? None of this makes any sense. You just go into some weird tangents. Okay. Monkey wrench is a new bad thing which happens in the story. A screw up happens. A new threat arises. A character enters, or a complication develops. Okay. So we need something just to happen in the show to be like. Oh, what's going to happen to Elliot now? Doorbell rings. Doorbell ring, that kind of thing, a doorbell ring. Yeah. So what What about we have... I lose my legs and then I can't <laughs> go goating. That's a bit dark. I don't know how it would work in a sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> how about the guy you have to go goating with is really annoying. That's a monkey wrench. So am I the cool, tidy guy? Or am I the annoying guy who breaks all the rules and gets all the girls? No, Which one am I? you're the straight man in this. And this guy's the uh, the hilarious one. He's the wacky one. He's the wacky one. He's the channel. <laughs> no one's gonna like me. <laughs> <laughs> they will like you. They will. Um, then things start to fall apart. Wow. Okay, this is all going wrong. <laughs> so you're bad at ghosting to begin with. Yeah. The hero hits bottom. <laughs> Get arrested for that. <laughs> um, so you and the annoying guy have to reluctantly form a team. And you're not very good at ghosting, and you get really upset about it. That's when you hit bottom. And then... The hero risks all. You've won last goat. Just go out there and talk to him. One final goat. And you become really good at it. Just like Luke Skywalker uses the Force. Please do another Jesus bit. There's no more Jesus bits. Oh, that's a shame. And then what does the hero get? You... But find love with the annoying person and you both become good at goating. Do I sleep? And then you sleep at the end <laughs> and then it shows you're sleeping it pans down you're sleeping next to the annoying person. <laughs> Yay! Elliot Palos goes goating. Sounds hilarious. Woo, total air brought to you by John Vorhouse and here's How to Write Comedy in a Generic Way book. <laughs> next time we've got Jesse Ware with Nightlight and then Elliot Palos is going to do No! No! This is Livewire. Livewire. That was LCD Sound System with Movement. Very nice song indeed. We're joining the studio by Tom Ritchie. He was a hell yeah! Hell yeah! Hell yeah! 
Now we move on to the new feature, First World Problems. When we come up with our First World Problems, we need you, the life of our audience, to help us out. My First World Problem this week is one I think Elliot Fowler's been emphasised with. Because our bins always get too full, and then you always take them out, like, every other day. And it's the worst. I buy too much food, and they my bins get full of rubbish. I, uh, I, can't, I can't do the bins. Can't touch bins. Not dealing with that. So, Richie, any opinion on bins? Um, I'm not a big fan of bins particularly. No. But I am normally the one in my house who has to take the bins. Isn't out. it just the worst? Yeah. Isn't everyone always the person who has to do it? <laughs> they are. They are. But I, last two times at least, I've definitely had to do it. Mm. So we're going to ask you via Facebook Live Wire people how to help us. What, what would be your suggestion to uh, stop us taking out the bins all the time, Elliot Fallows? Any suggestions? What? 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 How would you solve my first world problem is what I'm asking you. Uh, just, like, when you finish with your food, just throw it straight into the middle of the road. In the middle of the road, yeah, that's yeah. good. That's a good point. Like they did in uh, olden times. Oh, yeah. And then, and then they pooed in a bucket and went, Guardy Lou, and chucked it out the window. That was the rule. That was the law. Yeah. That was the law. But we'll give you one song to think about this. I put it up in the old Facebook, and hopefully we'll get a response. Please give us a response. I'll give my first world one later. <laughs> exactly, we'll do that directly after this song. Uh, this, I always play this, but I really like it. It's like one of my favourite songs. And I think they're playing Norwich soon, so it's kind of a thing. This is Mystery Jets. I saw them reading this year, and they're quite good with a new thing. But they played this song. This is Young Love featuring Laura Marling, and it's weirdly like one of my favourite songs ever, and I don't know why, <laughs> but I really like it. So we'll always play it on here. But we'll come back with Elliot Fallows' first one problem. Enjoy. You're hooked to the number one source for new music, Livewire. Livewire. Tell about new music, that was wrong. <laughs> but that was Mystery Jets with Young Love featuring Laura Marling. So, my first problem is the bins are always full in my house. Tom Richards came up with a very nice solution to it. Please go. You know how in American TV, like in sitcoms, they always have garbage disposals? Yeah. Just install one of them. That's a good idea. Everything, everything will be alright as long as no one puts their hand in the garbage oh, disposal. Oh, he's dropped his ring down there, but he can't get it. <laughs> but it's his wedding anniversary! <laughs> so that's a good one. Elliot James, I believe you have a first world problem for us. Uh, my iPhone broke. <laughs> <laughs> that is a first world problem. Your <laughs> iPhone 5. My iPhone 4. My iPhone 5 is too light. <laughs> I'm full of problems. <laughs> so many problems. I feel like I'm gonna break it. <laughs> Well, what about you get a case? That'd be a good. That'd be a good way of solving your first. You've solved all my big problems. Oh yeah! <laughs> That's good again. Tom Richie, you have one. First world problem. Oh, I went to a gig last night, and I was meant to be on the guest list, but my name wasn't there, so no I had to pay ticket. six fifty. <laughs> six pound fifty. Don't get a free ticket to a gig. What's going on here? <laughs> Awful. <laughs> What's the world coming to, eh? So have you got a solution for either of those problems? No, there really is one first. Something that happened last night. No. <laughs> Which prevents it happening to anyone else in the future. Just donate £2,000 a month. And you can stop this. Alright, I'll play one more song for you now and then come back with Trip Down Recent Memory Lane. This is a band whom Elliot gave me loads of songs for the other day because he's on the show this week. In Unlu of Kira Mingaway. I thought I'd give it a play. Because you're quite a big fan of these people, aren't you, Elliot? This is Bad Blood by Bastille. Yay! Apparently they're quite nice. I heard the song once and thought it was nice. Yay! Uh, uh, tell me one thing about Bastille that you enjoy in the form of a haiku. What is it? 575? 575. I really like. Nice. Hair. Hair. You really like hair? Yep. Yep. Their songs are proper beauty. Sure. Um, they make me not die. 
<laughs> Bastia with Bablos. Listen online, livewire1350.com. Livewire. That was Bastia with Bad Blood, courtesy of Elliot James Woo! Was that the t-shirt you were wearing yesterday? Or was uh, it I've one? got the Floors t-shirt. Floors one. What's but the... I like the Bad Blood t-shirt as well. Yeah, it's good. What is your favourite song by them? Uh, Laura Palmer. Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks reference. Totally Twin Peaks. When I saw them live, they had a picture of Laura Palmer on the thing... I don't think a lot of the children understood what it was, but I got it. <laughs> as long as one person gets it. Yeah. See, see, John Vorhaus says don't do like niche jokes. He says jokes about things that people don't understand aren't funny. We oh, disagree. They are aren't funny. women from Venus and don't white people play golf like this? <laughs> what, what do you know? Like, That's what your dissertation's going to be like, mate. <laughs> this is good, but make it more general. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> there are no doctor jokes in this book. <laughs> There's no knock knock. Right. Pull yourself together. Okay, ah! this is another extract from John Vorhaus. I've just opened up. Okay, so now we have a new talk of comic perspective. Let's work. Put to work by generating tongs. There. Ten strong comic perspectives. I can't read that. That's all rude. <laughs> <laughs> no, do it. Do it. We're not rude, but... No, I don't want to read that, that's boring. Fine, I'll allow it. No, I don't allow it. <laughs> <laughs> the rule of nine. For every ten jokes you tell, nine will be trash. Oh, the depressing, isn't it? <laughs> Jeez. John, come on, mate. A running the gag. The for following your rules. Running gag. Let's say, what's a running gag on this show? Wikipedia News. song. Yeah. The Wikipedia song. If you're going to use the same joke again, you have to bend it, tweak it, or take it in a new direction. Haven't done that. <laughs> <laughs> done the same feature for three years. <laughs> Sorry, Johnny Babes. <laughs> Next up, feature we've done for two years. <laughs> Trip down recent memory lane. This is, this is where I don't bend or change my features at all. <laughs> uh, we look at songs which are popular once upon a time, which everyone seems to have forgotten. Now, normally, I would do it so I'd give you clues to the band, and then you'd have a guess what band I talk about and I play the song mm-hmm. but I'm twisting it twisting and bending it to make it different but I actually am because it's really weird because <laughs> their description is really strange like apparently they're an anarchist punk band and they, they're splitting up in like a week <laughs> they're officially splitting up on the 3rd of November this band of Chumbawamba a Chumbawamba are officially an anarchist punk band and that's how they're classified. Yeah. I don't know about that. They are. There's interviews with them. I've watched interviews like, yeah, we're really anarchist. Like, well, hang on. Your, ch- your name is Chumbawamba. Your name is It's not really the most anarchist name. But yeah, obviously, um, <coughs> the song I'm talking about is Tub Thumping or Tub Thumping, whatever it's called. And which goes, I'll get knocked down and I'll get up again. Yeah, we're going to keep me down. But that's quite a good one because it's quite a nice song, really. <laughs> this is a really sad feature it is sad it's always about crushed dreams yeah they always kind of get broken up after a while I'd live as the X couple of you we oh amazing just a little bit more but this one this week was in a battle with Stained it's been a while but <laughs> I figured that that was such an incredible song that it deserves to be played by itself a different week <laughs> not just the trip down recent memory lane but there's an actual thing there's an actual in this song not ironically just yeah, good this is just a good song this is Tub Thumping by Chumbawamba <coughs> after this we'll introduce the Tom Ritchie show and maybe we'll talk a little about the weirdest YouTube video I've ever seen bye livewire1350.com that was Chumbawamba with Tub Thumping the anarchist part punk classic Obviously. Totes offs, totes offs. <laughs> um, th- that's nearly us done. We've got, I'm gonna, we've got one more bit of revelationary news, and then we've got uh, Tom Rich coming up. Tom Rich, give me two things that's happening on your show now. Um, Katie's going to come in and review Star Wars because she's never seen it before. <laughs> 
and I am going to talk about how Lance Armstrong has broken my spirit and why no one should ever have any heroes ever because they just always let you down. Oh, so it's going to be cheery. The light, beer, the light cheery Tom Ritchie show. And I'm going to leave you with this amazing YouTube video I'm going to put on Facebook. Basically, it's a list of top ten guard dogs in the world, which is kind of boring and standard, like just a weird kind of video people upload. But it's had five and a half million views. Um, and it was uploaded on Christmas 2011. So obviously you woke up on Christmas Day like, do you know what the world needs as a present? A video of top ten guard dogs in the world. And then the soundtrack in the background is... Tupac, me against the world, <laughs> and there's a really like fierce and like natty um, attacking each other in the comments. Like, uh, uh, try any of these against an angry Siberian husky. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> there's loads of ridiculous ones. Like, um, f that Siberian mastiff looks ruthless. And apparently, they get up to 99 kilograms. F that. <laughs> Great video. Some of these I've never heard of. The last one was downright badass. I own a German Shepherd and have two boys, eight and ten years old. Well, that was making any sense. So yeah, check it out. I'm gonna put it on um, YouTube. Uh, put it on YouTube. Put it on Facebook. The comments are ridiculous. Um, thank you for listening. This show goes out in dedication to John Vorhouse and his crazy comedy ways. What an idiot! What TV's he written? <laughs> yeah, come on, John. Give us proof. And a Googling. Yeah, we'll have a Google. But I'll leave you in the capable hands of everything, everything with cough, cough. Um, this will be podcast probably at some point. Check out Tom Ritchie's show next. And later on, uh, Concrete Show, half four till five, with myself, Chris Teal, and someone else from the Concrete Office. Um, thank you very much for listening. Uh, goodbye. Hey, thanks for listening. Check the show. Check, check the show out live. 12 till 1.30 every Tuesday and search for the James Lily White Show podcast on iTunes. Woo! Woo!